He's a very funny man, and it helps save his life. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Robert Schimmel, one of Comedy Central's 100 Greatest Comics and author of the new book, Cancer on $5 a Day, Chemo Not Included, How Humor Got Me Through the Toughest Journey of My Life. Mr. Schimmel, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. It's nice to be on. Congratulations on your new book. Why did you choose this title, Cancer on $5 a Day, Chemo Not Included? Because I wanted people to know that picked it up and looked at it that it is about me going through that, but I am a comedian, and there are some lighthearted things in there, and, you know, I mean, the first publisher said about, like, you know, my unplanned journey, stuff like that, and I said, that's great if you're Deepak Chopra or Wayne Dwyer or something, but for me, I mean, I want them to know that it's not going to be something too intense and that you can't, you know, read, and the only other choice I liked was when bad things happen to seemingly good people. How has your comedy changed because of what you've been through? I think I'm more honest on stage, although I always talk about things in my act. But now, by the time I say goodnight, I think the audience knows who I am. I mean, there are some comics you can see that are hysterical. And after the show, you go, tell me something about them. And they go, he's really funny. And you go, no, I know he's funny. Tell me something about him, and they don't know anything about him. I meet people that say, Carrot Top is my favorite comedian of all time. And you go, really? What's his name? And they don't know that his name's Scott. They don't even know that. Me, when I walk off stage, I think there is no doubt in anybody's mind who Robert Schimmel is because I've shared everything with you there is to share out of my life. And I owe it to tell my story on stage. I know it's not a comedy club kind of story. I know it's not a Las Vegas showroom kind of story. But, you know, I've never had anybody come over and complain and say, you know, I came in there to laugh, and then you're talking about cancer at the end of your show. I mean, what kind of... Nobody's ever said that. Instead, people come over and go, you know what? I laughed, and you gave me hope. Or I thought I had problems until I saw you tonight. And now I realize my life's not that bad. And when I was in the hospital getting chemo, you know, once I was thinking, when the doctor says you have cancer, you start bargaining with God. The same way you get drunk the first time and you start hugging the toilet and you're going, God, let me get through this and I promise I will never have another drink again for the rest of my life. They say cancer is the same thing. Let me get through this. I'll take care of myself. I'll be a better person, a better dad, a better husband. I'll get rid of my all the things in my life that don't mean anything. I'll get my priorities in order, learn to live every day to the fullest. And I was sitting in bed thinking, isn't that sad that for most people, something bad has to happen in your life before you think you deserve something good to happen? You're supposed to have something good happen, like, right out of the gate. You don't have to have a bad thing happen first. And that you should be living every day. And, you know, I say thank you every morning when I wake up to somebody I can't connect a name or a face to. I say it every night before I go to sleep. I say it when I'm taking a walk with my kids on the beach or reading stories to them at night or when I get lost in the laughter on stage. 
It's the person that goes to the doctor and they say non-Hodgkin's lymphoma stage three, like me, and six months later, they're not here anymore. And there are people like that that volunteer for clinical trials and experimental chemotherapy with no guarantee to them. There's no guarantee that you're going to live longer. You might actually live shorter because they don't know what they're doing. And, you know, I found out how it works, how a trial works, and that, you know, everybody doesn't get the drug. Half the people don't. They get a placebo. I mean, you get what the standard treatment is, but you don't get that extra thing. And there are people that volunteer for that, as sick as they are, and their whole mindset, because I've met them, their whole head is, I might not make it, but maybe they'll learn something with me, and that'll help somebody else in the future. Well, I got to watch two sons being born, and yesterday spent the day at the beach with them because I was in somebody else's future, and there is no way that I could ever forget about that for a day because I did not do this on my own. So I would say, you know, it's like being in the Army or the Marines and the first battalion going out and, you know, half of those guys getting it just so the, the next guys can get through. That same thing with this. There are a lot of other people that didn't make it so that some people can. And so how could I be quiet about it and not say something in my act? If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me is Robert Schimmel, one of Comedy Central's 100 Greatest Comics and author of the new book, Cancer on $5 a Day, Chemo Not Included, How Humor Got Me Through the Toughest Journey of My Life. Tell us about the PowerPoint presentation you added. That's how I got the book deal, actually. I was performing in New York. And not that I thought that the audience would think I was making it up, but I wanted them to see what I went through because I think that talking about it and actually seeing it is two different things. It really is. So I figured I would put it together, show the worst of me, which, by the way, nobody in my business does. I mean, my agent, my manager said, are you crazy? First of all, you know, you're in your 50s, you're competing against 18-year-olds for, like, TV shows and stuff like that, and you want to show yourself in the most unflattering way there is. And I said, which way is that? And then they're, like, pointing to these pictures of me being bald, you know, sitting there in the chair. And I said, you know, I don't see what you find unflattering about it. I really don't. That's what you look like when you fight that fight. I was never ashamed that I looked like that. That, to me, that's your uniform, when you're on chemotherapy, it's, you know, and I wanted the audience to see it because there are a couple of pictures where I don't look good because they can look at those pictures of me laying in bed at 128 pounds when I started at 167, but at the same time they're looking at that picture of me in bed, they're seeing the real me live standing next to that screen because I want them to see that you can be like that and come back. Everybody doesn't, but everybody doesn't come back from a lot of things. It's not just cancer. So you have to be positive all the time. Even at the end, I think if you're losing your fight, it's still a matter of embracing what you're going through and being in control of everything. You can't just leave it up to somebody else or, you know, your fears. Speaking of other people, did your cancer support group help you? Absolutely. I think that it's important to know that 
there are other people that go through the same things. It's a lot easier to get information from them because, you know, doctors will tell you some things. Well, I'll tell you, doctors will tell you how it's going to be. Then the nurse comes in and tells you the real story. <laughs> it's true. And the support group meetings, you're meeting people at different stages of going through what the same thing you're going through is. And, you know, you really, you learn a lot in there. Plus, it's people that you can talk to where you can never get in that frame of mind like, really? What kind of cancer did you have, pal? Oh, you didn't have it. Well, then, so you mean what you're telling me is out of a book and you never even went through it? You relate a lot easier to somebody else who walked in those shoes. They know what you're talking about right away. And it's always good. It's not a bad thing. And the worst imagination about anything, you got 12 people in a room saying, I've been there. You write about making your doctors and nurses and other patients laugh when you felt so bad. How did you do that? It's something that I just, I've always done. I find that laughter can be very disarming. And, you know, just because somebody's a doctor or a nurse doesn't mean that they don't have any feelings and they're numb to the fact that you're sick or what you're going through. I know that's not true because my son's oncologist after about eight years, switched and wound up doing something else. But he said he couldn't be a pediatric oncologist anymore because he just it was really hard for him, you know. And so, you know, I lost my son, and I learned a big lesson from him. Probably the biggest one was nobody likes to RSVP to a pity party. If you sit there and mope and cry and complain in bed, then who wants to come in there and deal with that? Seriously, I mean, even if you're a doctor and you want to save people's lives. You know, you're making their job harder if you're going to be like that. Because then he's fighting you to try and help you to get better. And you can't do it like that. You know, so my son did everything he could to make people laugh around him. He always had a smile on his face. He never complained. And you could see people walk in, they see you smiling, and then it's like this sigh of relief. It's like you took a big yoke off their neck, and they can be themselves. Robert Schimmel, thank you so much for joining us to discuss your new book, Cancer on $5 a Day, Chemo Not Included, How Humor Got Me Through the Toughest Journey of My Life. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the ReachMD Library. Thank you for listening.